0: hello everyone and welcome back to the Car strategist and f1 podcast a sunday race review of the singapore grand prix um, at marina bay and what a race we've just had um we've caught our breath taken a moment to sit down and relax prepare ourselves for this because the ending of that grand prix was insane the weekend started off amazingly as well with the saturday quali um But yeah, the last couple of laps of today's race were just absolute chaos and just so entertaining. And We will get into it in more detail, but this is why we love Formula 1 in an ideal world without a dominant Red Bull car and Max Verstappen winning every week. Um, So yeah, what a weekend. Uh, Could have probably been a relatively boring non-event Grand Prix if it weren't for the last five or six laps or so after the second safety car um but for the rest of the weekend we had pretty much everything you could ask for towards the end of that with saturday's action and sunday's action we had lewis hamilton back on the podium we had lando norris and carlos Sainz, the old teammates on the podium as well first and second a ferrari win a Red Bull, no show, no event, no Red Bull win, no Max Verstappen win. We had Fernando Alonso get to 100,000 kilometers of F1 racing, Um, which is just absolutely incredible. As we mentioned in kind of the preview episode, that's two and a half times around the Earth's equator. Um, And he got that. having eventually did not finish the race, but he did get through the 26 laps. So we've managed to calm down and relax after that crazy ending but I guess in review of the overall the full weekend we had quite an eventful qualifying on Saturday um, started off in Q1 with quite a big crash we may say so of again we were speaking about Lance Stroll earlier week just how he's been struggling and needed to perform and unfortunately he didn't um, ended up at the end of Q1, pushing a little bit too hard, beating himself up on the curb, and having a really big crash and shunt into the wall, kind of on the front start-finish straight. Um, yeah, it was a big, big crash. Luckily, he did walk away from it, step-dodge. Relatively uninjured, I would say, based on that. However, we did see then that uh, Aston Martin took the decision to let him rest till next weekend, and also, I don't think, just had kind of the time to repair that car in time for sunday's race so alonso was the only aston martin driver on the grid for today's race um and that obviously meant with the red flag coming out towards the end of q1 um probably the biggest loser out of that apart from lance and the aston Martin, would have been oscar piastri who had to kind of pull out of his lap at the end and ended up not making it out of q1 which was quite disappointing um into Q2 probably the highlight of the season so far um and of the weekend was both Red Bulls not making it into Q3 which I absolutely adored and again led very well into my prediction this weekend of a Red Bull not winning a grand prix um see so yeah, our Perez just didn't look great he had a bit of a spin uh, I think he put up P13 um, and yeah, both of them, both Max and Checo, struggling with the car so much, just couldn't get the lap time in. And we had a one Liam Lawson come in across the line to knock Max Verstappen out from 10th to 11th, which was just absolutely brilliant for it being the sister Red Bull team and Liam Lawson, the new driver. Um, and there was a great comment in socials afterwards of Liam Lawson saying the no, only driver in the paddock at the moment to overtake. or I'm not blame to overtake Max Verstappen on track and knock him out of qualifying um, so that was that was really really great for Liam Lawson and Liam Lawson's first appearance in Q3 which was absolutely amazing for him and we'll get into Liam Lawson at the end of the podcast and in the main race review as well and then Q3 we had a bit of a straight shootout between the Ferraris, the Mercedes and the McLaren of Lando Norris and super super close but we ended up with Carlos Sainz On pole, George Russell on second, Charles Leclerc third, and then Landon Norris and Hamilton. And, yeah, greatly poised and set up for the race today, for Sunday. Um, I guess, looking into today's race, started off relatively relaxed, nothing too exciting, too major. The only kind of big difference in the start line was we had. Charles Leclerc having a bit of a different strategy being on the soft tire where most of the top six at that time were all in the medium. So we knew Charles would get a good start off the line, um, which he did. So kind of straight off the line, lights out, jumped George Russell into the first corner. A um, little bit of an eventful first corner as you do. Everyone kind of escaped cleanly. Um, we did have Lewis with a bit of a big dive bomb down the inside of George Russell, had to pull wide off track. Kind of. Ended up having to give positions back to both Norris and to Russell, which he took illegally while well off the track. And yeah, unfortunately, things just keep getting worse for Yuki Tsunoda. Not only is Liam Lawson having a great performance in the other seat in the with Yuki, unfortunately, he got hit by Checo on the first lap, um, which led to him getting a puncture, which Strangely enough, Yuki just decided to drive off the track through the escape road and decide that was enough for him to retire. Didn't necessarily look like he had any damage. He just had a puncture from Chekhov's front wing, him, which I found quite strange. And then Bernie came on about him and stated to say as well as surely he could have just gone around, made it to the pits, had a tire change and kept on racing. Kind of seemed like Yuki took that decision on himself to retire the car, which I found quite strange for a puncture um yeah so not a good two weeks for yuki with so in the last two race weeks with monza and then now in singapore monza didn't even start the race retired on the formation lap and then today not even completing the first lap so not a great time for yuki Tsunoda. um kind of in the early stage of the race nothing really too much happened beyond that um Joe kind of bought off his soft tires quite early and I don't wanted to run those hearts to the end, Alfie Romero not knowing they didn't have the pace. Trying to take a gamble to so the end of the race almost paid off. I think Joe finished in about eleventh or 12th Um so that almost paid off for that final point spot. Um and this kind of led us into a little bit of a strange part of the beginning section of the race where not much of a gap between the top six, seven cars um seemed like Colos and Charles were managing out in front, taking it slow, managing, keeping the entire field close together. Um so yeah, bit of a weird interim section, and I guess that then led it to about twenty laps into the race, about over a third of the way through. Um as I kind of made a comment to myself while watching, I made a comment that ooh, I'm also doing great, yeah. Qualified really well in Q three, got both drivers into a good position. They were sitting in ninth, ninth, and tenth, come twentieth lap, and kind of as I made and said that comment, um, in classic Logan Sargeant style, as of late, um, he drove it into the wall. Although he didn't even take the corner, took his front wing off with him. Front wing kind of slid underneath the car, um, and he just dragged that all the way along with him back to the pits. So inevitably, that led to the first safety car, the race, Um, and at this point kind of the managing that Carlos and Charles were doing seemed to be the right ideas. Charles had backed off a little bit, built a bit of a gap in the event of a safety car, which I imagine that's what the strategists were saying. So safety car came out. Naturally, everyone except the Red Bulls were going to come in and pit. The Red Bulls had gone in from the hards from the start, so they were trying to go as long as possible. But, so Ferrari had double stacked, but unfortunately, for some reason, Charles, I don't know whether he had made a mistake in doing this, but he had backed up far too much away from Carlos. I think going... when the safety came out, he was about five seconds clear, um, which would be enough for a double stack. But just as Carlos had come into the pits, we then saw in the timing screens that Charles was about 11 seconds behind, which unfortunately led to him backing the field up too much and coming out of the box, having to be held for the cars behind them. So he ended up losing places from second, both Russell and Norris, which dropped him back a little bit further. Um... And as I mentioned, probably the biggest losers out of that pit stop were the Haas, as I mentioned, they were doing so well. So Kevin Magnussen lost a place. And then, obviously, with them being so close together, Nico Hülkenberg got holed up and dropped 15th or 16th. Um, <clears throat> and from there, I guess, up until, I would say, the last 12 laps, again, we had this kind of consolidation phase in the race where between the top four where we had signs. Russell, Norris, and Lewis, between the four of them, they were all split between four seconds. Um, and then at this point, the Red Bulls had kind of dropped back a little bit to we were holding the field up. So I think from Checo in seventh down to 14th position, there was about seven seconds as well. Um, so, yeah, the Red Bulls kind of fit at that point, which great point in the race to mention has as at that point, Liam Lawson got moved up in those first time in the points which was really, really great. And we just kind of went through this management phase where it didn't really seem like too much was going to happen. It was going to seem as though the Ferrari were just going to kind of coast to a victory. George was on the radio saying he could have a go at the win. Carlos was too slow. I think at some point they were saying they had about one or two seconds in terms of lap pace that they could gain each lap just through this managing point. And in true singapore style we had another safety car um esteban archon had a bit of an engine issue pulled off into end of turn one turn two so kind of right at the pit exits and at this point my biggest frustration is always fia take far too long to call a safety car um esteban was sitting on the pit exit we knew that the cars were going to be in the way and we could see on kind of the telemetry on the guy that the lead pack were coming around. They missed the pit lane as they go past the pit lane entry, the virtual safety car comes out, which was a little bit frustrating. Um at this point I kind of thought you have to put you have to take this gamble, get a fresh attire on, see it out to the end of the race. Um but I'm not gonna lie, at this point I thought Ferrari had kind of thrown it away again with strategy, at least not gambling to bring Leclerc into the pits at least, to bring on another set of hards. Again, I don't know if the Ferraris had a spare set at this point. They definitely didn't have a medium set. But at this point, Mercedes took the gamble under the virtual safety car, hitting both Lewis and George. So George from second, Lewis from fourth. And put on a fresh pair of mediums, which they had planned for. They had saved this in qualifying yesterday, or in practice, yes, over the weekend, for this exact inevitability. Um, and to be honest, at this point, I thought, this was done. The Ferraris, so Lando was in second, Charles was in third, Carlos was still leading at this point. But they were on about 30-lap old hards. The Mercedes had come out about 15 Thirteen seconds behind them on fresh mediums, and were catching at about a second and a half to two seconds a lap on these cars. And I thought this was it; it was done. Both George and Lewis were going to steam up to the back of Charles, catch Lando, catch Carlos, and was going to be a Mercedes one-two. I was pretty despondent about that, to be honest. Um, so the first part of that did come true. Kind of George and Hamilton together flew up to the back of Charles. Nothing you could really do on those old odds. He got dealt with pretty quickly. And then we got to about, I would say, the last five, six laps. Um, George and Lewis had kind of caught up to the back of Lando Norris. So now we had Carlos in first, Lando in second. George in third and Hamilton in fourth. And it was quite a weird radio moment where... Collis was on the radio asking for the gap behind Lando. And I literally shouted out loud that's not the person you should be worrying about. You need to be asking to the gap to the Mercedes behind. But the smooth operator himself, Collis signed. did an absolute monster glass. He was asking for the gap back to Lando to ensure that he could keep Lando within one second behind him to give Lando Loris DRS to defend against the Mercedes. So it was a great, great strategic race call by Carlos to manage that. So for, I think, two or three laps, he had kept giving Lando the benefit of getting DRS, which helped Lando keep the Mercedes behind him. And I think if Carlos hadn't have done this, they'd probably, at least George, at least I think would have dispatched up Lando and they would have easily caught Science, and Sainz wouldn't have won the race. So we went into the final lap looking like they had done enough go through Sector 1, Conor still leading, it looked like Lando was doing enough to hold him off. And the chaos and the madness that happened, we saw a Mercedes fly off in the back of the shot, completely off the track in sparks. We had then later seen that in the final section that George had clipped the outside of the wall, taken it completely off the track, ruined his race. Hamilton goes up into P3 and at that point I just knew that Conor Sainz had won the Singapore Grand Prix, which was Just absolutely incredible. Um, So coming across the line, we had Carlos Sainz in first, Lando in second, and Hamilton in P3, which was just absolutely amazing. Um, And almost had Max Verstappen catch Charles up to get it to fifth. Um, But yeah, it was just showed how bad Leclerc's kind of highs were at the end of the race. And we'll get into this again in the roundup at the end of the episode. But we had Liam Lawson come through in P9. So to get his first ever points in Formula 1, his arguably third race, but maybe second, with not even the first one counting as a full Grand Prix weekend. That is incredible. And that just puts so much more pressure on Yuki Tsunoda now. Um, And just super happy for Liam Lawson, finally getting his chance, making the most of it. And at the weekend where he brought his dad to the weekend... Something that they as a father and son, wanted to do for their entire lives, I think was amazing. So, well done to Liam Lawson. will massively celebrate tonight, I'm <laughs> um, sure. So, yeah, I guess that was the chaos that was the last couple of laps of the Singapore Grand Prix. welcome back you join us for the last stint of the podcast we've just been through the events the happenings of singapore grand prix sunday race and thought it'd be a good time to kind of just review the predictions of the weekend and i think this has been my personal best predictions weekend so far in terms of success and conversion rate so if we look back to the friday episode um my poll prediction predict prediction um, was Carlos Um big check next to that, we got that correct um, the podium, picked Lewis Hamilton to finish third also got that correct as Lewis did finish third but lucky circumstances obviously with George crashing out at the end but still I'll take that as a win and didn't get second correct, I did predict that Max would come through I didn't expect the Red Bull to be as bad as they were I did predict that he would come through with some safety cars and make his way through. He did make it up to 6th, but not to 2nd, but well done to Lando Norris, finishing 2nd. So in terms of the pole prediction, 1st, 2nd and 3rd, 3 out of 4 is not a bad conversion rate. I'm very, very happy with that. I do, however, the biggest win of the weekend for me is uh, the wildcard prediction. Um, prediction was that both Max Verstappen wouldn't win the race and Red Bull would be handed their first non-win of the year, which obviously, for me as a Ferrari fan, and just a Formula 1 fan in general, I think, is what everyone wanted. Um, A Red Bull clean sweep would not have been something I wanted. So, to have someone else win a Grand Prix is incredible. The fact that it's a Ferrari and it's a color science is even better. So that's just the cherry on top of the cake for that. So that wildcard event predicted correctly. Um... And it is just great to see that what can happen when we don't have just one dominant car or one dominant driver in Max Verstappen pulling ahead. We've seen what great racing it creates. Um, I do expect this to be a little bit of a one-off for Red Bull at Singapore. I expect them to come back at Japan and for Max to be fully back in the mix next weekend. Um, But throwing another car in the mix to these top six, seven drivers hopefully should be even better next week in Japan. So... I guess in roundup, we're going to look at my driver of the day, my moment of the day, and then the snack review of the day, which I can say top. So driver of the day, um, I'm going to hand out to Liam Lawson. Um, Obviously had a great race, got into Q3, a great weekend, and came home in P9 to get two points, first ever points for him. As I mentioned with his father at the race, having brought him over from New Zealand, what a great weekend. Um, and he's doing nothing but the best in terms of putting his hand up for a seat in the coming season for that open Alphatari seat. Um, and then my moment of the day is not just Carlos Sainz and Ferrari winning the Singapore Grand Prix, but the Lando moment of Carlos and Lando, not even in the same team, but teaming up at the end to DRS of each other. And we've seen on F1 social pages all over, just the carlando memes are just all over of them hugging and celebrating p1 p2 i'm sure back in the day when there were teammates at mclaren together this is what they spoke about about being p1 and two next to each other on the podium so what a moment that was my moment of the weekend um and i guess in in summary and rounding up we had great snack today so the snack review was we made homemade spinach and feta pita pockets which were Absolutely incredible. Absolutely delicious. Um, also topped off with a homemade basil pesto. So from our own grown basil at home. Um, can 1,000% recommend these. They were so, so good. And did an amazing job at cooking those. Um, so yeah, those will be up on our socials. And speaking of socials, um, please do follow us on Instagram and on Twitter, Out strategist. And... Yeah, thank you again for joining us, for those of you who do. We had such a fun weekend, ending off that race. Could have potentially been the race of the season um, if there wasn't the kind of middle consolidation phase. But in terms of the ending of the race, the results of the race, the non-Red Bull winning results of the race, great moment so far this season. Um, And yeah, that just sets us up perfectly for suzuka and japan next race so please get in touch send me some of your own predictions reviews um like i said on socials email us any feedback anything you want to get in touch and yeah we'll look forward to next weekend at the japanese grand prix we'll be back on friday with the review and then a sunday race review, hoping for something as exciting and as successful as this weekend so until then Have a great week, and we'll speak soon. Thank you so much. Cheers now.